Wait, what? Where are we? What's happening? Oh, hi. Hey, viewing party listeners. You made it to this podcast. You found us online. Hope you use the hashtag mini pot squad. Wesley and Katie and some cats. Watching movies, eating snacks. We're not sponsored by anybody. We don't even have a Patreon. We're just having fun. Welcome to viewing parties. What's a test? Viewing parties. Chanting all over your tatum. Viewing party. There's never planning involved in our podcast, so it's fine. It's really fine. Okay. So I don't know if you've listened recently to know what sections we do now. No. No, okay. I, have, I don't know what sections. So we'll do a park and rec, which okay. is we'll just talk about stuff we've seen lately that's not this movie. Okay. And then if you want to give a Bachelorette update, you're more than welcome to. Mm. <laughs> that's usually Katie's, yeah. Katie's thing. Okay. I'm not up on The Bachelorette. Not this season. <laughs> I could give updates about this point last season. Uh, all I know is there's a flat earther now because I heard that on another podcast. Oh. Because they gave a Bachelorette update. Sure. <laughs> Which apparently The Bachelorette doesn't know that there's a flat earther. <gasps> and we'll see if that comes up later. That's my bachelorette update. Part of me wants to say it has to come up. It has to, right? They wouldn't have have shown it. It's the Chekhov's You can't get married to a flat earther and not know. (laughs) No. Right? I should hope not. Like, just double check before the wedding. Just ask. Just... Like, please tell me. Is the earth round? Do you have any doubts? So advice to the listeners. (laughs) Uh, If you don't know that you are presently in a relationship with a flat earther or not... Check. Yeah. Just ask. That's solid advice. Uh, Everyone that I've encountered who is a flat earther is proud of it, and they won't not tell you. They just may conceal it from you, um, Mm. expecting judgment. But they'll tell you if you (laughs) ask them. Um, In which case, I'm working on a, uh, a dating advice podcast for uh for you new singly sing newly sing new singly newly single like new persons uh who have just left uh long-term relationships with flat earthers mm. or closeted flat earthers uh, so that's upcoming <laughs> <laughs> they had a whole conversation because it's not just flat but it's like pizza shaped that there's ridges around the outside i'm fascinated by how oh. specific the flat um, earth concepts are. Skyrim is that way. The Skyrim map does real. have ridges <laughs> around it. Uh, thank you. <laughs> this is a fictional landscape. Um, but I can see how somebody who has spent uh, the last seven years in Skyrim rather than on Earth uh, may have come to believe that the Earth is bounded by a mountain range. Right. My favorite part of this discussion that they had <laughs> was they were like, you know, you're talking about the um, certain states are banning plastic straws mm, because mm-hmm. yes, they cause yes. a lot of We're plastic. finding them everywhere. Yeah, which has its pros and cons. I've also seen a lot of really interesting arguments about how the invention of straws has helped disabled people 
being able to function in restaurants. So I get that. Yes. But they had this whole conversation about the like floating island of plastic trash. The continent at this point. Yes. Yes. And someone pointed out that if the earth were flat and there were an edge, Americans would have found it and pushed all of our trash off by now. Yes, we absolutely. (laughs) I would have gotten on the boat to push. (laughs) You know, like we would have found a way to put that to our use. Um, Additionally, (laughs) should portholes be invented? Yes. The first use is to, behind the moon, put a portal, and under the trash, put another portal. Mm. Just don't look at it. Infinite portals. Uh, We get a bigger moon, one, and we don't have as much trash, two. Probably going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we're solving all the world's problems here. (laughs) Yeah. The Earth's problems uh, solved. So do you do them in any order as, as you think of them? No. These segments? We'll just jump in. Okay. So we could introduce the podcast. Oh. <laughs> what are they even so listening that's what to? what you're listening to. <laughs> what did you turn on? If you don't know. <laughs> you better you ask You could just somebody. check iTunes because it's, I mean, it's right there on your screen. Spoiler. On your it's viewing party. Yes. I'm Wesley. I'm Rob. You've heard Rob before on our yes. podcast. Yes. You might be the guest we've had the most. Really? Yeah. Wow. If you count... A repeat, repeat guest. Yeah. A three-peat. A three-peat guest. <laughs> it stole that from a different podcast. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Uh, so, <laughs> Katie, your normal host... Yes. ...is my sister, and she was unable to uh, fulfill her podcast commitments today. Yeah, she was traveling. So, I'm here. If we just switch out Thomas siblings if we don't have one. <laughs> As you can tell, we're exactly the same. Yeah. It's just a different totally fine. vocal pattern. I would be saying the same words that Katie would be saying. <laughs> you need to talk more about Donald Glover and then we'll believe mm, it. Yeah, so should I park and wreck with Solo then? Sure. We can do some park and wrecks. You saw Solo. I saw Solo. Um, but I didn't actually see the solo I wanted. Okay. What was the solo you wanted? The solo I wanted, um, was a man who had swagger as a young man. Mm-hmm. Um, and the solo I saw is, is a cerebral, um, non-confident liar. <laughs> I mean, we came to the same conclusion that it was not the movie we had hoped. It wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't. It, I mean, we hoped, which was more Donald Glover. More Donald Glover <laughs> would have. Pro- he did a great job. Yeah. Uh, bringing Lando into a prequel, he did a great job introducing that character. Um, he was given very linear points. Uh, so that he was driving the story in a point A to point B kind of fashion, yeah. and then he was not there uh, during any form of development, so his character had no growth, which um, distressed me, since uh, even in his short uh, bit in the second of the original three Star Wars movies, he has growth mm-hmm. um, as a character and, and does find change. I wanted that 
to be uh, a trademark as well, where he had growth because of Solo every time he encountered him, and that wasn't uh, wasn't what we were given. Good thing they explained where that last name came from, though, right? Right. Because <laughs> that's what I was really hoping for from a movie. Why? Why they're not <laughs> Organa? I have no idea. <laughs> so dumb. Just hyphenate. Oh. Solo Organa. Sounds good. What's wrong with that? Um, that movie sucked. <laughs> uh, other thing I watched and enjoyed, season two of Luke Cage. Oh, nice. Uh, I haven't seen any of that, but I've heard it's great. Yeah, yeah. In um, in season one of Luke Cage, they, I think, did an amazing job of uh, taking somebody and applying external pressures to them and, and showing in a very realistic way, in a very human way, uh, how responding to external pressures um, creates a lot of strife and division and a lot of... There are many ways to do this. None of them are great. None of them are evil. But you are defined by which path you choose. And so mm-hmm. creating your own uh, destiny as a hero, which is not something we often get out of the various Marvel universes. We don't get as much agency as Luke Cage was given. And in uh, season two, uh, I was very impressed with their writing because uh, all of Luke's problems were solved at the end of season one. Um, Well, and subsequent series. Right. But you come into season two and he's, he, he doesn't have any external pressures and immediate threat and he has to now live with uh, the the person that he became through season one, um, and, and it's very internally focused on who he is and who he's going to be. And uh, I think the season does a great job of... Uh, you eventually get some external pressures, but it's his story of, I am my own problems and I'm bringing mm. them with me, and if I don't deal with them, they'll never leave. Right. Uh, no matter who I punch out. <laughs> uh, so it's it's uh, a really good series for um, Heroes with Heart. And uh, I'm, I'm impressed with the writing that they That's went That's good. Through. That's good. Yeah. Because the Marvel Universe is so big. It is very it's big. so explodey. <laughs> it is very explodey. And you haven't seen Infinity War. I have not. And uh, I have not heard the spoiler. And I am trying so hard not to be spoiled so far so good I know it's very hard it's, I don't um, know why I just haven't seen it it's not because I don't want to it's not because you don't want to correct or you don't want to I want to see it okay. I just haven't found the time or the mental energy <laughs> to go uh, see well we didn't take the time and energy today no. to watch it either uh, instead, we watched one of the older Marvel movies. Yeah, which I also had not seen for some unknown reason. Ant-Man. Again, also, not because I didn't want to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just didn't happen, weirdly. So we watched Marvel's Ant-Man with uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah, and not Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is in not, theaters. Right. <laughs> to confuse you, <laughs> we're not quite that up to date. We try, but not always. But you're now ready for Ant-Man and the Wasp, as yeah. all of the titular characters have been introduced and named. Correct. So how did you feel about Ant-Man? I thought it was fun. Yeah? Yeah. 
Do you feel like, do you want to run through the basic plot for us? Uh, so the basic plot of Ant-Man is Paul Rudd. The end. Um, and Paul Rudd grows <laughs> uh, to be more caring um, and more diligent, which I think is, is the major growth point there. As uh, he, His character is supposedly very smart with electronics. He was in a... A white collar job. Uh, he found something that was morally uh, distressing, and so this is all backstory to the movie. Mm-hmm. In that morally distressing moment, he got fired for exposing it, and then he Robin Hooded and stole from that. Mm-hmm. So that's all the prequel to Scott Lang as Ant Man's character, where he's um, an underdog fighter who has white collar tools, um, and that that's the moment where. Uh, Scott is, what's his name? Pim, Pim's. Uh, Hank Pim. Hank Pim. The most Marvel name of Marvel names. The most Marvel of Marvel names. <laughs> Hank Pym uh, like... finds Scott Lang and gives him his technology. His technology being a suit that can shrink uh, little throwing stars that make things big or small, which mm-hmm. creates so much It's basically so much the Alice in Wonderland. Like... Yeah. Here's the two pieces of bread. Use them wisely. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Rudd is Alice. <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd is as big as a house, or as small as a mouse, or as small as an ant. It's uh, it's really funny. Um, Paul Rudd has a daughter. We meet the daughter. Mm-hmm. The daughter has character mm-hmm. um, and is is uh, given actual dimension with her relationship with her dad, which is uh, impressive. I thought. Um, and you don't get a lot of children in the Marvel universe. You don't get a lot of children. You don't get this much heart mm-hmm. in a lot of uh, the Marvel uh, series. So you don't get... Um, like right before Ant-Man is about to go on the big heist where he steals the bad suit that makes the bad guy big and small as well, um, he visits his daughter mm-hmm. and... As he's about, he's about to assess his risk and he's about to do this thing that he knows is dangerous and might result in him being caught or him never seeing his daughter again, he spends a last moment. And it's just a last moment that the, the, it gives you. The daughter doesn't wake up. Mm-hmm. There's not an interaction between them, but there is this reminder of the heart motivation where mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's there. And I appreciate that, that, put that they put that in um, to show us that he is grounded in why he's doing this. Um, so it's not just a, we intellectually convinced Ant-Man to go on this heist, but that every action he's making is actually arcing back to mm-hmm. his desire to be a dad, which is the first thing we learn about him. Mm-hmm. So I've, I felt that it was good storytelling from that perspective. Mm-hmm. It's a very fun movie, a lot of con- a lot of comedy. Um throughout um and good for kids because the big baddie wasn't so bad um he was very like corporate bad yeah kind of guy yeah for most of it wore spent suspenders and a suit jacket um because that's what you do in yep yep uh so it follows iron man's successful uh corporate plot line where mm-hmm. uh, the former best friend is alienated a little bit and he be- he gets powers and he uses those powers 
uh, to try to tear down any opposition so that he becomes the most powerful. And so you've got a lot of hearkening back to that uh, that first villain with, um, what is his name? Um, Jeff Bridges? Oh, geez. I don't yeah, Jeff Bridges uh, in the first Iron Man. Uh, so you've got sort of that, a, a callback to early successes with this first Iron Man movie. And I, I appreciated mm-hmm. uh, the callback in the universe to the universe uh, of how they were doing. While I, I've heard a lot of people criticize that as being uh, reductive, um, and sort of recycling their own things, it didn't feel like they were recycling the same character, mm-hmm. just pulling the same motivations back forward, which anybody who's familiar with comic books knows that, that we recycle motivations yeah. like crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exclusively recycled <laughs> motivations. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember once... Um, I think it was after college, and I was hanging out with a bunch of college people. I don't remember who all of it was. We are talking about comic books and how you get those recurring characters mm-hmm. and the recurring motivations and mm-hmm. the overdramatic everything. And I was like, wait, so they're essentially soap operas. Yes. And I just watched all the men in the room just, like, head explode, stare at me like, you did not just make that connection. And I was like... Yep. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what this is. These are all just soap operas. These are soap operas that we put villains. into books. Yep. Which is not to say that's a bad thing. But... And you can read them on your own pace, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. They were, I think, offended that I compared them to Days of Our Lives. And I was like, really? How's, how's it different? Soap operas are an art form, <laughs> and uh, are compelling stories. They have a huge draw Uh, lots of archetypes lots of a huge draw from people who do not know anything about them you can pick a soap up at any point and continue for the rest of your life watching that soap and they've been going on for about as long right (laughs) if not longer (laughs) right uh one of my good friends uh from norway was staying with me this year Mm -hmm. and uh I forget which soap it is. It might be Days of Our Lives. It might be General Hospital. One of, I think it's Days of Our Lives. That's the one my grandma watched that I am slightly familiar with and probably could pick up after 20 years, so Uh, possibly. But she has been watching it since she was a child. Mm -hmm. It's her soap, and Norway is about four months behind the U.S. soap releases. Oh, no. So, so a couple days, uh, she was able. To, she was watching here, uh, and she's like, "Oh, they might That's even be more than that. They might even be years behind." But oh, they're um, uh, But their release schedule is behind, and so when she was here, she was watching, and she's like, "Oh, like whole like, plot yeah, lines, yeah, uh, just in moments are are being brought back up and relived because mm-hmm. uh, uh, so." One of my favorite things about soap storytelling is that they're continually referencing themselves. Constantly. Uh, so that if you didn't see what happened, the soap audience member is never left with the moment of, wait, what? Right. They're always left with the, oh, and feeling clever mm-hmm. because it's been handed to them. Uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doing the same thing now. Mm-hmm. Where a character uh, a character will, will be returned, and I just wait for about 
three minutes kind of mentally disengage as another character explains who they were, why we like or don't like them, (laughs) why we do or don't trust them. And and they've got a lot, and and there's been a lot of double crossing over the five seasons uh, because they do long seasons. Oh, yeah. Uh, They do like 20, 24 episode seasons still. Shield or or soap? Agents of Shield. (laughs) Soaps do like... I don't know that soaps I stop. I don't, I don't know that they might take a hiatus, but like, it's not like your long. actor, their arc is gone, so they get a hiatus. Right. That doesn't mean the soap is done right. Right. It's crazy. It is. It's interesting though that despite their similar storytelling, mm-hmm. one is considered art and one is considered like lowbrow. Mm. One is masculine and one is seems more feminine. And I just find that's interesting. Isn't that the same between pornography and erotica? Just probably how expensive were the lights? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure we're doing anything different here. <laughs> nope, not really. Anyway, so back to this movie. Oh yes, Ant Man. <laughs> There's no nudity in Ant Man. Nope. Uh, but there is the Marvel Man shirtless scene. Yep. Where Paul Rudd and... It's a prerequisite. Like, it's not a Marvel movie unless you have it. Uh, So, Infinity War didn't have it. Interesting. It didn't... It had an amazing opportunity for one, and I was disappointed (laughs) I didn't get it. Well, now I really want to see this movie. We were set up (laughs) to expect it. You were set up for it, it, and then they didn't deliver. And then I didn't have... And it was... uh, It was startling. To say the least, not to happen. <laughs> uh, but Paul Rudd and all of his abs, he's side, kind of twisted sideways to really define his abs <laughs> as much as he can. Um, and Pim's daughter, who's been training with him and has been, been beating the snot out of him, then has uh, a reaction that I didn't, I don't know that that was a realistic reaction. Mm. No, Maybe he's getting know. better in training, and so there's some respect there. But I don't know. then she looks at him admiringly as he's got his abs all <laughs> twisted around and, and flexing. Um, yeah. But she had just finished beating the snot out of him, and I have never beat the snot out of someone and then said, "You know." <laughs> However, <laughs> to be fair, I've never beaten the snot out of anyone, so I can't say that I've had that moment. But yeah, <laughs> it's like gotta have that like weird gla- gaze shot because yep. yep, because because we paid for Paul Rudd. Yep, and then we paid Paul Rudd to do crunches, <laughs> and then he did his crunches like he was paid to do, and then we filmed it. Good job. Uh, which is, I do love that they're just putting like Paul Rudd types in Marvel movies now. Yeah, I just yeah. think that's great. It's like it worked. Yeah. It worked. We didn't know if it would. Um, it's nice that there's kind of different tones to the different mm-hmm. movies now. Mm-hmm. Like, this has a more... I don't want to say, like, down-to-earth vibe, but, like, he's definitely more of an everyman than, yeah. like, Tony Stark is. Yeah. You know, like, he might have an advanced degree in engineering, but, like, he doesn't own a company. Right. Or, like can cure diseases or whatever. I don't mm. even know what some of the day jobs of some of these other He can barely are get anymore. a job. Yeah. And that's one of his plot points. Uh, <laughs> Baskin Robbins <laughs> always finds out. 
Oh, man. The Baskin Robbins. Um, but it, it, how did I describe it? I think I called it the meanwhile Marvel movies. Yeah. So while you've got your giant arcs and your Thor in space and, and your big moving parts, you've also got... Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and yeah. you've got Ant-Man and they're kinda... happening in the universe. They're happening in the middle. Yeah. Um, and then it, you've got your microcosm in Netflix uh, where you've got just, you know, New York mm-hmm. got a lot of trouble. So they need more heroes. So we threw a bunch of heroes at New York. Uh, some good, like Luke Cage. Some a bit tone deaf, like Danny Rand. <laughs> But uh, it worked out. Is Jessica Jones in the Jessica Marvel? Jones, yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched that either, but uh, I see sh- promos for it. Her, she has two seasons now. They're incredible. Uh, Luke Cage is introduced in Jessica Jones season one. I thought so. Yeah. They're all interconnected, of course. Yeah. They're very interconnected. <laughs> uh, to the point where I'm not sure what they're going to do because um, I'm not sure what, what's going to be next for that world because they mm-hmm. have interconnected enough uh, where unless we're just going to get into the realm of throwing new villains at heroes right? Uh, I don't know that the heroes have much more internally motivated things that, they, that we could probably get another Punisher season yeah. out of what they've got. Yeah. But the Punisher is kind of an odd bird anyway since he's a bit bad. <laughs> a bit, yeah. A lot bad. Yeah. Um, and they decided not to pick up Ghost Rider and put him anywhere. Hmm. So they put him into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as an appearing character rather than giving him his That's own space. That's a whole other fascinating spinoff, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It is. It's the most meanwhile. yeah. Because Basically it's just because they like Agent Coulson and we're like, he was a fan favorite. Let's give him work. We can make money off of him. <laughs> yep. We can make money off of him all day. Yep. And We've made money. They've made money off of him for five seasons. Yep. He's the only consistent piece. Um, everybody else is triple and double crossing, but it's always Agent Coulson as a steady rock for that. Yeah. And props to that actor for making his money. Yep. He's doing great. He is. Uh, he's really selling the part. You're so in even... the Marvel Universe and have had probably more screen time than any of the heroes. Uh, for, well, for sure. <laughs> Anybody from the movies, he has the most screen time. Which is fascinating. Because he has five seasons with a lot of exposition every episode. And they're doing 42-minute episodes, yeah. so it's just, yeah, they're, they're knocking it out. They're full episodes. If you haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, I would recommend watching it while doing something else. <laughs> so maybe the first three to four episodes, you can sit down at a TV and watch it. it. Um, but it's really good for, like, while you're baking. Uh, so you're just mindlessly mixing a thing. <laughs> and instead of letting your thoughts wander, you could keep your thoughts in Marvel with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> That sounds um, like a promo line. <laughs> but if you if if you're focusing on the writing and the dialogue and the character development and the arcs and the consistency <laughs> and the acting and the eyebrows, you are going to be so disappointed. Oh man, disappointing eyebrows. Um. Yeah, some of them. 
They got lazy. Like season one is is pretty great for eyebrows, but they got disappointing later on. <laughs> so I'm going to judge everything from now on. But how was the eyebrow acting? Because some people can do it. Some people. A Quiet Place, perfect eyebrow acting. Anything Kumail Nanjiani is in, eyebrow acting. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not great. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to probably take a, a <laughs> low to middle of the road eyebrow acting. Uh, they do a lot of um, big eyes when they're surprised. Oh, so well. So instead of their eyebrows going up, they're you're like, well. They just intent, like, <laughs> expression intensifies like, kind not... of moment. Okay, sure. <laughs> that sounds good. wonder how the eyebrow acting is over on the soap opera front. Probably better. Probably pretty strong. Probably pretty strong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. My um, my soap opera defaults are the mid '90s when I would just catch it while trying to get to or between the cartoon stations, and the soap opera would be on. Um, I don't remember strong eyebrows. But I do remember a lot of looming oh, that yeah. characters would do. Yeah. Uh, so if there was a female character, that the camera would sort of be lower, and you'd see like their shoulder, but then you'd see the whole body of the guy that's <laughs> standing the over, uh, telling them uh... that they can't trust their mother anymore <laughs> after whatever their their mother's back from the dead, so you can't trust her, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> All the plot lines. Uh, so I remember. Shoulder acting. Like, I remember shoulder yeah, acting. Yeah, shoulder acting's the, a big thing. I don't know if, if it's evolved. And like dramatic into, turns. Yes. A lot of dramatic turns. I do that to my sister. <laughs> nice. I do that to Katie as frequently as I can. Good. Or um, when you like get to a door and then you just pause and then you turn and look over your shoulder. And I tell nobody what it is that I'm about to do if I go through this room and they're in there. Nope. Then I go through the room. They're not there. Because I, I live alone. <laughs> <laughs> I tell the room. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that's not how real life works. Yeah. Can you imagine how dramatic your life would be? If I had, um, if I were in a house that had live stream continually following me, like a drone, right? Like we got drones good, so they could just follow you and always that's be terrifying. filming, and so you can always turn to address the audience. <laughs> Of whatever it is, like, yeah. these are my followers, and there's always a stream, and there it is. Don't mm-hmm. talk to them. I would be the most dramatic person. <laughs> I would 100% go Jeremy uh. Irons on this life. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just be like every day, you'd be like, oh, someone else got kidnapped. Like, oh. There's a lot of crime happening today. It's another disaster. Let's see if we can solve one. And I'm just going to the gas station, but. <laughs> I've introduced it you to the audiences. Can't. We're going to solve a crime. I find some petty theft <laughs> solved. I couldn't find the remote. Have all of these uh, milk gallons been purchased legally? <laughs> I've done an inventory for you. You tell me. Did you sell 14 this week? <laughs> what? Why, is, why is Rob doing this? No one asked him to. <laughs> like your roommate's just like, what? Who are who are you talking to? What's going on right now? 
the audience. And <laughs> I like, point to oh, a drone that's just okay. sitting by my shoulder. <laughs> but, but it's not really a drone. <laughs> like, it's, it's just like something someone has hung from like fishing wire in your living room. <laughs> it's actually me holding a selfie stick out of the shot, <laughs> pretending I have a drone following me. Yes. This is how my life would be. Uh, just pretending. Um, if I had a selfie stick, that's how I would live. <laughs> just constantly documenting yourself. Yeah. The, that, it doesn't even need to be broadcasting. I'm just <laughs> recording it. Just saving my entire life for posterity. It's yeah. fine. It's totally fine. Somebody will want to know someday. Right? <laughs> it's kind of like... When my grandma passed away, she had been keeping a diary mm -hmm. since the time she was, like, 16. Oh, man. Except for a few years, like, during a war when she had children. Okay. Which, fair. Sure, there was a war and she had children. <laughs> like, you little kids. It's 1950. Like, I get it. But, like, what am I going to do with those? Like, on one hand, it's fascinating. On the other hand, who's going to read 40 years of... Today was a high of 75 and a low of 69. I took Ooh. Beth to the store. It's that We detailed. had blah, 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 blah. Like, what we did today. Um, what the weather was like. Part of me wants to say, well, dystopian futures will obviously want to know what the right? past was like. Because if you destroy the record, the record is destroyed. Right. Now the record exists. Like, it's fascinating, but also I'm like, um, I don't want to read. Another part of me says... Or remembers, I've got a, uh, a very close friend uh, who's got a series of diaries that they've been keeping for most of their life through some very difficult things. And they've mm -hmm. told me, um, should they die unexpectedly, mm -hmm. uh, to burn those. Yeah. To rid of I those. think that's different. Like, that nobody because, else needs to know. Yeah, that these, these were, are like this is something personal, for them to like, go back through. You know, working through stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas this was very much more of a like record, of, daily record of what happened. Um, Fascinating. Keep until it is unfeasible to do so. It's yeah. sort of my default oh, yeah. there. We're keeping them because yeah. on one hand it was always nice to be like, what year did we paint the house? Hmm. Flip, flip, flip. We can tell you. But, yeah, it's fascinating. It's, on one hand, it's like, what do you do what with all these What year did I things? commit that crime? Oh. <laughs> forgot about it. I mean, part that. of me kind of wants to go back and be like, so what was it like every day in 1944? Boring. You know? And just like... Boring. But you know what? It was an average person's average life. It it's was, not like it's... It's boring the today. You know? You yeah. know? Like if it's... Yeah. It's fascinating. If there was a, an accurate chronicle of my life, um, which, to be fair, Google Chrome, Steam, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my phone. Uh, check ooh, my ooh. search history. Hmm. Probably should clear that. If there is an accurate depiction of my life, and should all of that be compiled in an intelligent way, uh, then, and I told this to a coworker and really mm -hmm. freaked him out. Yeah. And so I'm sorry, audience, if I freak you out by this. Uh, but we were talking about uh, monitor technology monitoring, and that's like Alexa. If, mm -hmm. if you it can hear its voice, it can hear anything you say. Mm -hmm. um, and I was talking about by giving your preferences mm -hmm. to the general internet, um, 
by customizing things to be delivered to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've created a profile for yourself. And your data may and the privacy of your data may not be important to you and may not be something that you're deciding to prioritize. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, if they have my data, that's fine. It's already out there. They can t- um, if it's not a big issue to you, it's fine. But I was telling my coworker, no, he has um, a daughter. Mm-hmm. And if the daughter grows up and has a son who is very much like my coworker, mm-hmm. now they have a profile mm-hmm. of my coworker and the, the things that would prompt them to make decisions. And so uh, our data privacy for me is a generational issue mm-hmm. uh, because people don't change that much. And I am very similar to my extended family and especially generationally similar mm, to my extended family. Yeah. So if you were to interconnect the people to one another. Right. So a whole uh, scary thing. Now the profile of this is uh, what drove Rob. That could be the profile. This is what drives Rob Jr. And this is how we can control Rob Jr. by presenting these things in this order with this argument. Mm-hmm. And uh, should anything begin to intelligently interpret the data that already exists, uh, we can create such systems, which as uh, understandably freaked me out, freaked my coworker out, may have freaked the audience out. I'm sorry. That's not what you wanted from a viewing party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it goes a lot of weird places <laughs> on viewing parties, so it's fine. <laughs> going right there. Not saying uh, it's not a conspiracy because I don't think anybody's doing it. But, but we're vulnerable possible. in this way. Yeah. There's a lot that's possible should someone yeah. try to do that. Yeah. Because, yeah, we put a lot of our information out there. I sure do. I like to customize things. I like to make Tag it my a way. place on Instagram. <laughs> like, I want them to know that I was there. where I go every day and tells me how long it'll take me to get back. Ooh. Like, Google, well, because I live next to a bar... It thinks mm. I go to a bar every day at 5 p.m. and <laughs> tells me how long it'll take to get there from my office because that is the same route I take every day. So you're at a bar <laughs> from 5 to 9 a.m., 5 p.m. to 9 a.m. every night. Yep. Um, man. Yeah. I mean, it knows You are the most socially active person <laughs> Google knows about. Google's like, man, you party a lot. You party and you work, and you party and but you I work. But I mean, even the simplest things, like, I get customized coupons from my grocery store because they know what I buy. Mm-hmm. And so I get coupons for the things that I buy. Mm-hmm. And it tells me, like, here's the things you buy usually that are on sale right now. See, I muddy the water. <laughs> And uh, at our current, our local chain of grocery stores, I put in my stepmom's information. And so, because I don't, I typically don't buy a lot of groceries there. Yeah. And so it's not my main place that I go to. Yeah. Uh, But the one that requires information to get a sale price. Right. They get her information. So she gets fuel perks and and stuff off of that. And so she gets cheaper gas because she drives more than I do. But I... Uh, then get the coupons that are just for everybody. Because right. I think all of my siblings might do that. Probably. Just all use the same number. <laughs> we yeah. at least did for a while. So um, it's just, you know. It's weird how much the world general... knows about you. Yeah. Then I start thinking too hard about 1984 and then I have to stop. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. Because. Because we're past too it. Real. We're past it. Yeah. It's kind of scary when Orwellian becomes a real thing and not a hypothetical thing. When he's not radical, <laughs> he's just a downer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, not a sad. downer, though. Ant-Man. No, not a downer at all. Had a lot of fun watching it. Yes. I do especially love the tiny things made giant and the giant things made tiny. Yes. And I am looking forward to that. There's more the of that one. in Ant-Man and the Wasp, for sure. I saw the preview with the Hello Kitty mm-hmm. Pez dispenser, mm-hmm. which I thought was funny because I have one. And also the Hello Kitty account tweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> that they were in an Ant-Man and they were very excited. <laughs> Good. Yeah, the uh, the Pez dispenser has a real fun journey. Because yeah. as soon as they introduce it, which is just casual. Hey, yeah. you want a Pez? Yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh, I know where that's like, going to oh, be. No. <laughs> yeah. But you don't know when it's going to happen. I was kind of hoping there was a shot in this movie in Hank Pym's house. And they're like scrolling across a room. And there's like a little model car on a footstool. And I was like, oh. <laughs> But they didn't go there, and I was they kind of sad. There, no. I was like, I wanted him to, like, Stuart Little that car. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, take that little tiny car out. Go. <laughs> but considering it doesn't have an actual engine, that probably wouldn't have happened, but... He, uh, he did have a tank. Yes, that was a great joke. And so he did pull the tank out. And he was you like, know, that is that a pretty... if I had that technology, though... Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like in The Sims, where you could put anything in your pocket. Yes. And you can just carry, walk around with, like, three cars and a painting and all your groceries. In a pocket. <laughs> and it's all in your pocket. That's yes. what they're doing. They yes. just use this. That would be so awesome. That would be really nice. Oh, it would be so good. You could just... Moving would be so easy. Just you could my put pocket. it in one box. Mm-hmm. Just take it with you. I, uh, I've started playing D&D recently with my brother, mm-hmm. and I, don't, I haven't played ever before. Uh, but we got so excited when we got like our first little bag of holding that can hold more than what can yes. be in the bag. We're like, Remember yeah! The bag. <laughs> and so uh, we, we made the DM spend so much, like 20 minutes, as we asked about the limits of what could we put yes. in here, what can well, we not to. put in here... Uh, and he's like, there's no air in there. Like, so if we put so like a cat alive. in here, we are killing the cat. Schrodinger's cat. We've made the decision <laughs> to kill the cat by putting it in there. And he's like, you don't have a cat. Like, Hypothetical okay. cat. A mouse. <laughs> if a mouse climbs into the bag, the mouse is dead. That's that's the decision we yeah. have to live with. Yeah. In choosing to keep this, be- would you? He's like, he's would like, you who just? Cares? <laughs> Like, See, yeah. add the plus to how much weight you can carry and just move up when I know. No, I have questions. <laughs> if we put this water in probably the Probably why I don't play this game. <laughs> Since there's no air, we put water in the back and we pull it out. Does it just become hydrogen? So Actual now, questions. He's so much. bad at us. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. He's like, oh. Like, you guys we just want to play this. this. You're bad We're at like, this no. game. We're going to talk a lot about the TARDIS. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is how this works. What can Mary Poppins put in her bag? That's I why the doctor know. wouldn't pick me up. <laughs> uh, I would go. <laughs> I would go and I would do what he said, uh, but there would be so many questions. Um, 
until I could build my own TARDIS. So do you think, because I've seen differing opinions on Tumblr, and you know that's accurate, (laughs) is Mary Poppins a wizard from Hogwarts or a Time Lord? Hmm. These are things we really need to answer. Okay. So Mary Poppins, the rules of Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. uh, she's got an extra dimensional bag. Mm-hmm. We know about that. Correct. Uh, she has telekinetic powers that she can imbibe at will into others. For example? Uh, snap your fingers and the work gets done. Okay. And so, she can commandeer animals. Yep. Yep. Uh, both cartoon and uh, physical. Mm-hmm. So she has a, a lot of that. Um, she's friends to the common man. Mm-hmm. And so uh, has a whole underground network that she's connected to. Some of which may also be magical. She also has a flying umbrella. She has a flying umbrella that talks to her. Yes. I forgot about uh, the handle So the it umbrella. is in itself sentient. Mm-hmm. Um, and calls back to the animated um, Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. It's a very similar umbrella she meets. Mm -hmm. Uh, She can jump into chalk drawings. So can Blue. So that's not the most surprising thing. (laughs) That's a whole other thing, is Blue. Um, (laughs) We don't have to go down that path. Okay. Okay. Um, All of these are the level of strangeness that I'd expect from Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't see... I don't see her having the heart of a Time Lord. I don't see her having the heart of a Time Lord because the way that she uh, addresses the issues of the family Mm -hmm. um, isn't through making them work their own things out. It's through revelation. Gotcha. And that's much more Hogwarts to me than, than Time Lords. Okay. Uh, because Hogwarts is about showing you, and they do a lot of showing. Mm-hmm. They don't do a lot of telling to, and a lot of encouraging their characters to grow on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Hogwarts fans. It's just not, <laughs> it's not the metric. Uh, whereas the, uh, the Doctor makes people grow through feigned or real um, inadequacy or ineptitude or just fumbling until you get the answer as well. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say she's from Hogwarts, if nice. anywhere. Interesting. I think that's a good answer. I didn't have an answer. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious. Sorry, I had to logic that one down. <laughs> no, that was good. Because, I yeah, it's an interesting conundrum. So see weird places here on Viewing Party. Yeah. You never know. You never know. uh, And I get why, uh, with her bag especially, it would make you think of Time Lords, but the rumor requirement um, has a lot of spatial things I feel like there's a Hogwarts answer for that. Yeah. I mean, the tents they take when they go to the World Cup. Not the World Cup. The Quidditch. The Quidditch. Turn the... Nope. 
the Tri... No, not the Tri-Wizard Tournament, right? Because that's amongst the schools. Right. Uh, oh, I'm a bad Harry Potter fan. World the Quidditch Cup. Yes. Um, that was way so too just, easy. We're just going <laughs> to pretend that that was the answer and confidently move on. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely have that technology. So. Yep. All right, so question of the day. Yeah. We have to ask in every episode. Oh, jeez. How many Tatums do you give Ant-Man? Uh, Ant-Man is going to get four Tatums. All right. Four Tatums uh, because you do get his crunched ab shot. <laughs> uh, you do get uh, character growth from not just Ant-Man, but a couple other characters as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You get child-friendly, mm-hmm. which um, is hard to do. When you're talking about big baddies, when you're talking about big baddies and, and superheroes, mm-hmm. uh, it is not easy to um, to bring that level of heart and comedy throughout. So at no point did uh, is is it a bummer or a boring movie. It's just like, all right, this is what we got to do, and it's mm-hmm. a linear path, and then a montage of him getting there, and then he does the thing, and then you're like, oh, shoot, they all knew he was going to do the thing, and yep. so they, he's been tricked. Yep. Through his success, he gets tricked a couple times, and that's that's fun. Yeah. I like it. Four Tatums out Good. of however many Tatums can exist. <laughs> Whatever you want. It can be however you want. <laughs> I'm going to give it seven for likability. Seven Tatums. Yeah. It's enjoyable. I'd definitely watch it. You were working out of 10 Tatums where I was working out of five. Well, you couldn't work out of however many Tatums you (laughs) want. (laughs) Okay. Doesn't matter. We don't officially have a scale. So you can interpret that however you like. There's no Google form to figure out the Tatum ratio. (laughs) Nope. And if you use halves, you have to decide which half. Mm. That's it. The left half. Doesn't matter. Left half, right half, top half, bottom half. Doesn't matter. The bottom left quarter and the top right quarter. <laughs> Those are the half. <laughs> so, yeah. Anything else about this movie? Uh, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's fun. Uh, it's not streaming anywhere right now. So if you go to your streaming service of choice and search for it, that adds the metric that you want to watch it there. <laughs> uh, so go ahead and do that. Also, now the internet knows... That you want to watch Ant-Man. That's true. And will tailor things to you. It's true. All of the... We're both going to start getting the... Ant-Man <laughs> advertisements, even though this is not live yet. Right. <laughs> Which is the most terrifying. As you soon can as think you... think about you, something yeah. and then get ads for it, and that is terrifying. Speaking about technology, reading your mind. Yeah. I bought a hoverboard. Okay. And it tells me that the center of gravity... And the position of my feet is what moves it. Okay. But I am convinced that it is my mind that moves it. <laughs> it is so much more intuitive than I ever anticipated. Interesting. So much more. Um, and so my only problem at this point is that I have a very high center of gravity. Yeah. About at least five feet off <laughs> of the hoverboard. <laughs> Uh, so when I hit something that requires the wheels to uh, to jump over or stop yeah. or whatnot, yeah. uh, I have to make sure that my center is in line with that. Because oh. it doesn't throw me off. I just lose my center right. of gravity and get thrown off. Right. Um, but it just moving and spinning and stopping and starting and going backwards and uphill 
is so much easier than I thought it was going to be. Interesting. Easier than I was told it was going to be when I bought it. Hmm. Which That's so terrifying. I've almost never had the experience of... Being better than what they sold The you. salesperson's <laughs> like, no, this is going to be difficult. It's going to take you a while. It's real <laughs> finicky. And I get on and I'm like, okay, okay. Expecting finicky. And then... Oh. Oh, it just it works. Just, it's just... It's just there. I can go here. I can go there. Weird. I can... Um, so it's been great. Really, really satisfied with that oh, purchase. Good. Wear safety equipment. Because, <laughs> uh, like I mentioned, it may stop in places you don't expect it to, but that's the ground, not it. Right. Uh, and you'll eat shit. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. No fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a hoverboard. I have no reason to have a hoverboard. <laughs> It's totally fine. Do you want to go try my hoverboard? <laughs> no. <laughs> I do not want to fall on my face right now. Or at all. I tried inline skates once. Yeah? Did when you I like was them? a child. Not great. Okay. Okay. That's a yeah. learning curve. That is more of a learning curve than yeah. the hoverboard. It was interesting because... At the time, they were super cool, and my yep. uncle sent my sister and I pairs from California, oh, where they were way cooler there than they were here yet. Yeah. But all we did was laps around the garage. Right. And we live in the country, so that's all you can do is laps around the garage. Because you can't take them on the street. Because there's, A, there's no street. Right. Because we live in the country. <laughs> and B, our driveway is like a 45 degree angle where you just like would go down and end up in traffic. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Times. Um, I was not good at them. Yeah, the uh, not a surprise. I don't know. I haven't tried a forty-five degree angle with a <laughs> hoverboard yet. <laughs> well, but it was go- it was going uphill, real nice. real nice. I got the one that was rated for three hundred and twenty pounds. Um, even though I'm not three hundred and twenty pounds, because well, I wanted <laughs> I wanted case. the safest thing I could get, <laughs> so that you could like carry heavy boxes. Or uh, the one time <laughs> that my dad, after his second knee replacement, says, oh, I can try that. Uh, it mm. can at least hold him up. That sounds dangerous. Um, it, it, he's going to fall off it and eat shit. That's what it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to put a helmet on my dad and watch him go. Um, but it's, it's too much of a toy for him not to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's still... Not gonna try it. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's wrap up the podcast. Oh, okay. Where would you? Where can we find you on the internet? Um, would you like Twitter, us to find you on the internet? If you want to tweet at me, which is literally going to be you tweeting at me, I can't promise conversation. It's true. I have tweeted at you, and that's all uh, that's happened. <laughs> I'll probably like it. <laughs> Uh, but maybe months after you do. <laughs> but my Twitter is uh, is Rob Thomas, R-O-B-B-T-H-O-M-A-S. Nice. At Rob Thomas. We will link to you there. Yeah. You can also find Viewing Party online. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Viewing Party Pod. Hmm. Hope that's right, because I always do it wrong when Katie's not here, because she's oh. usually the wrap-up person. Okay. So if that's not correct, just Google just it. Just click on the show notes. Yes, where it you will can be find correct. The show notes on our website, viewingpartypod.com, which will have links to all the weird things we talked about today. 
so many. Probably some good old flat earth talk going on there. Uh, we'll be cautious about what we link Ooh, to. Sorry. <laughs> um, Are you dating a flat earther.com? You should probably lock that down. <laughs> Just go buy that domain Dang right it. now, Rob. Squarespace. <laughs> We are not sponsored by Squarespace, but we do endorse them because they are awesome. Square Earth, Squarespace, Flat Earth. <laughs> Just click on my site. Yeah. Give me ad revenue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So we also have a new uh, guest page. So you oh. can find all your info on our guest page nice. on our website. Um, let's I see. need to look up what dirt they're saying about me there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so much. It's a one There he is. Bio. <laughs> About your life, it's not a big deal. <laughs> My whole life is one sentence. It's all you get. It's about all I've done. <laughs> so yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and our website. You can hear us wherever you found us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher and mm. Google Play and blueberry and probably some other places i haven't looked up recently <laughs> so just search for us i'm sure you can find us yeah um i don't know of anything else exciting coming up is there anything you need to promote uh cool i've been involved on? with the uh, columbus podcast festival yes and we've confirmed katie talks about this a lot well katie and i are both members of the Columbus Podcast Festival board. Yes. And we have confirmed that year three is a go nice. for the Columbus Podcast Festival 2019. So cool. uh, I don't have details that <laughs> I can share other so than that, but it but... didn't die. <laughs> Great. That's what we were going for. Keep it going. So, all right, well, thanks for being on yeah, the show today. Thank you. At the last minute when we decided sure. to watch a random movie <laughs> that I had never seen. Yeah. So... Cool. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, bye. Yeah. See you later. Partiers. <laughs>